WKNC 88.1. If you're a regular listener to the station, then you may recognize my voice. I'm DJ Beowulf, the host of The Local Beat. We have a makeup Local Beat session today with Thirsty Curses coming from the Triangle themselves, Raleigh. They're going to be doing an in-studio session today to promote their new album and subsequent uh, album release show. So keep it locked for the next hour and a half-ish while we bring the house down and talk about everything that they do. Once again, this is WKNC 88.1. You're listening to The Local Beat with DJ Beowulf. I'm going to pass it on over to the guys. Y'all ready? Excellent. I'm feeling blue, caught in an existential mood. You see, now every day is ordinary. I can't find the will to tie my shoes. It's a good week on the road, but now it's back to digging holes. And yeah, well, everything's so extraordinarily colorless and focus group approved. I'm feeling helpless without a paddle up creek. It's like I'm watching my own mortuary cavalcade come lay me down to sleep. I gotta try not to worry, put a little color in my cheeks. If I can make it through this purgatory, there's no telling what's in store for me. Here we go, yeah, and I'm so tired of wearing this disguise. I'm gonna cut out the people and take my own advice. Get it right. I'm gonna give myself a slice of paradise. Just release the first track off our new album. It's coming out uh, November 8th. Feels like I'm living through a sequel. 
which was a straight to VHS release Where all the characters are played by different actors except for me Story goes pretty much the same, I give or take a couple things It goes on until it's over, then we all just move along Gave up drinking, picked up sitting home alone and being bored. It's okay, some days I'm better than others, and overall I guess I feel pretty good. So sometimes I get so nervous and anxious, I feel rotten at my core. Just wanna blow the whole thing up and go somewhere I've never been before. Yeah, when nobody knows my Feels like I'm having an allergic reaction to reality Where all the chemicals inside my brain are making me think crazy things Story goes pretty much the same, give and take a couple things It goes on until it's over, then we all just move along lies within you to become a cyber hero and your journey starts with the appropriate training and tools during national Cybersecurity awareness month in october nc state's office of information technology will co-sponsor protect the pack be a cyber hero on wednesday october 30th at 4 p.m in the tally student union coastal ballroom this event will provide you with necessary skills to protect yourself and the university against dark cyber forces more information is at go.ncsu.edu slash CSAM2019. This announcement is a public service of WKNC 88.1. All right, this one's called Bruises on Your Shoulders.
Shocked you wanted to yourself, is this even real? And the days and weeks just all run together. So many things you've got to try to not remember. Yeah, but you can't shake the feeling, can't shake the shakes, can't shake the shakes. That was the first three tracks by Thirsty Curses on the local beat on WKNC. I'm going to give them a little bit just to transition on over into the mics for the interview portion. Keep it locked, WKNC audience. We have a lot more coming. WKNC 88.1. We are back. The last song you heard was Path Render by Truth Club, but they are not in the studio today. We have a different local band. It is Thirsty Curses, and before that, they played three songs. Not all of them, I believe, were off of their most upcoming album, which we will be talking about today, but the tracks were Slice of Paradise, VHS Release, and Bruises on Your Shoulders in that order. They have, and I'm being exact, seven more songs to do today, so there is a lot upcoming in this, uh, this slice of time that we have blocked off. So let's start by going down the line. If y'all want to introduce yourselves and say what you do in the band, that would be fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'm Wilson Getchell. I play guitar, piano, and sing. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, my name is Kelly Otwell. I play lead guitar and occasionally do some backup. I'm Phil Harrington. I play drums. I'm Clayton Herring. I play bass. Not related whatsoever? Not Just related. Herring and Harrington? Correct. That is a... Uh, I guess a, a fortunate happenstance. It's kind of funny. Do you ever get uh, commentary like that on whether or not you're related? You're the first. 
Honestly. First time. Yeah. No one's ever put that together? I don't think anybody knows our names. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> that makes sense. Pro-local move, never disclosing your name so no one can call you out ever. I don't know if that's name. quite the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, thank you again for being here. We're super stoked to have you on the local beat. And as I mentioned prior, we are going to be doing uh, a little bit of promotion for your upcoming album. What's it called and when is it coming out? Uh, it's self-titled, so Thirsty Curses, and it's coming out Friday, November 8th. But it's not your only piece of work that's out, correct? No, there was a first al- uh, an album called All Shook Up, which came out last August, and then a record called Holy Moly, which came out. Um, in February 2017, that was kind of our first thing. Pretty stand, uh, pretty uh, quick turnaround time then, about one a year, which is um, mildly unheard of when it comes to local bands. There's uh, usually a bunch of barriers in the way of putting out music that quickly. Yeah, I mean, we, um, I write a lot of music for one, so I'm always kind of itching to get it down and recorded. And then we also, well, this last record at least, we did ourselves um so so not the upcoming record but the one prior oh no the upcoming actually interesting uh tell me a little bit about that what's your recording process like um well i mean we basically have a space at my house there's an upstairs uh spot that's kind of split into two rooms um yeah i don't know we uh we use some scratch tracks to basically start with the drums and then sort of build off of that uh we do track by track kind of like that we're at a stage now where like we've we've used engineers in the past and the problem is like if you're not paying a certain degree of like uh, extra overhead you're working on a really strict timetable absolutely um, so when, one of the barriers that yeah, i would have mentioned exactly exactly but, let alone money we're finally getting to the point now where the accumulated uh experience and equipment that we've get amassed over the course of uh, our musical careers is getting to the point where you get something dang near passable. Um, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that ourselves. what we're all shooting for? Yeah. Just yeah. passable? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, our gravestones. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it would, uh, I can't tell if that would be disappointing or not if someone's gravestone said, passable, this life was passably good. Well, I feel like there are worse things worse, to put yeah. on gravestones. There are worse yeah. things, and I think that's a, a success in anyone's book for sure. Um, but aside from your recording process, in terms of creating the music, Wilson, you mentioned that you write a lot of it. Um, but are you the sole songwriter in this band? And if not, how does the rest of the band contribute to that process? For the most part, I am. There's been a couple songs where Kelly and I have collaborated. Um, I'm going to be playing one song later called Demolite Cathedral that comes to mind where he pretty much uh, brought a riff to the band and I kind of uh, built a song around the rest of it. Um, but we have a couple of tunes like that. There's another one called Long Folk Revival that was a pretty <laughs> big... Bless you. Sorry, I'm allergic to artistry. Yeah, well, you know. (laughs) Strangely enough, so are we. (laughs) No, but yeah. um, So there's there's been some collaboration with uh, between Kelly and me um, that I think is. But yeah, I mean, I I write a lot of songs sort of on my own um, that I then tend to bring to the band to sort of flesh out. I like uh, I like to liken uh, my process to sort of I can bring a skeleton to the band and Mm -hmm. they put the meat on it. Meat. It's kind of freeing in that. Like aspect. Arby's, they have the meats. It's just like Arby's. Yeah. We get that comparison. We get that comparison all the time. Yeah. <laughs> we I think, nihilist Arby's in particular. I think it helps. <laughs> I think it helps that we uh, most of the members of the band have other creative endeavors that we participate a lot in. So when uh, we come to the Thirsty Curses, it gives us a chance to flex some uh, other creative muscles. Just because he has such a vast uh, like swath of like great songs to work from. It just allows us more freedom to be like we can add, you know, new parts here, you know, a change here and then 
uh, interesting music ideas there. Thanks, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Very cute brotherly love right there. Um, my follow-up question with that, uh, with that would be, um, a lot of times when I'm interviewing artists, they do have like a primary singer-songwriter who like brings something to the table. Um, and most often than not, they're not under that frontman's moniker or whatever. How do you balance having a like a frontman or a primary singer-songwriter and not making it the Wilson Project as you are Thirsty Curses and a cohesive act? Yeah, I don't I'm never really worried about it, I guess. That's the easiest part. <laughs> I, I guess that's the answer, honestly. Well, we come from pretty diverse uh, musical backgrounds. I mean, I, Clayton grew up with uh, Wilson, but uh, Phil and I both, you know, come from different places and have done different things. Phil, I know you went to Berkeley for a time, did you not? Ooh. Very, very short time. Yeah. <laughs> I went to their uh, summer music camp one time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's my only connection to Berkeley. Fellow alums. Yeah, so, I mean, while we have that, like, big commonality, um, we all like have pretty distinct, you know, musical preferences and uh, we try to focus and uh, grow our skills in a bunch of other different areas. So it allows us to like bring a distinctive voice to meld in with his uh, distinctive songwriting. Absolutely. Um, if you're comfortable, would you mind like name dropping either a couple of the projects that have inspired you or a couple of the projects that you're in that diversify um, what you're already doing from what you're currently doing? I play in a band with my brothers uh, called 90 Proof Therapist that's um, much more in the sort of like punk rock, you know, Gaslight Anthem. and uh, So completely different. It's <laughs> Definitely yeah. flexing a different creative muscle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, um, I also really love a good amount of like old blues. You know, I'm a big fan of uh, Helen Wolf and uh, Sun House and uh, getting a lot of like try and that you know helps me a lot in this band because my primary vocation in this particular project is just lead guitar and adding whatever sort of face melty goodness that can what about you phil face melty goodness i'm gonna steal that <laughs> just letting you know you will not be credited but i am stealing that phrase so i try to take the same approach as kelly where i just sort of provide the drums i like to see myself as like the Max Weinberg to <laughs> Wilson's Bruce Springsteen. Um, that was a cute throwback. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I grew up on that stuff, uh, thanks to my mom playing me all kinds of singer-songwriters. Yeah. So I got a lot of Elton John and Billy Joel and all those cats. And so I feel like Wilson bringing songs and me being a part of that um, and adding to it and just focusing on the song is kind of in my... Musical genes. There you go. And out of sheer curiosity, did you study drums when you were at Berkeley? I did. Um, was it very much like, um, oh gosh, what's that movie? No, it was not like that. <laughs> what was like, that uh, movie Whiplash? called? Whiplash. Whiplash. You can't get a blister where he gets a blister in the movie if you hold a drumstick correctly. And so <laughs> I actually resisted watching that movie for many, many years. <laughs> People were like, have you watched it yet? No, I haven't. Full disclosure, I also haven't seen it, not because of any personal vendetta or anything. I just am lazy and not in tune with pop culture whatsoever. You should definitely watch it. <laughs> it's all right. It's Two opposing opinions, so I will uh, have to take the road less traveled, and I will consistently, consistently not watch it. <laughs> There's far too much stuff out that I do need to watch. Sure. Where uh, the rest of y'all, where does your musical history lie? Where does it stem, and how did you get to where you are? Um, You know, when I was young, my brother did this thing for me where he gave me like five CDs from each decade when I was like, I don't know. 11 or something I was listening to top 40 radio and he was like that's not gonna work <laughs> this and ain't so, it uh, I, yeah I uh, definitely have to credit him for uh, 
sort of supplying my musical education when I was a kid. I had a similar experience with my brother. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Every birthday and Christmas, I got like yeah five CDs from each decade. Which decades? Uh, well, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And actually, he started, the first thing was like five CDs, one from each. So I got like Elvis's Golden Hits, Sgt. Pepper, Led Zeppelin Four. Right, right. Def Leppard Hysteria. I don't know why that was in there. And then uh, I think uh, Nirvana's Nevermind was like the first yeah. one from the 90s. The yeah. the ones that if historians were to look back and be like, okay, those were the albums of the decade. Yeah, Got exactly. it. exactly. So, so I misunderstood it first when you said five uh, albums for each decade. I was like, he only gave you a birthday gift every 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. Yeah. You're 30. Yeah. Birthday. Happy birthday. Your third birthday gift ever. Yeah, no, it was it was impressive. He actually did manage to... Uh, to give me gifts every year. So and the gifts good. that keep on giving. Here you are years yeah. later, uh, not only quoting those albums, but drawing from them. Yeah. Um, at the very least, if not trying to emulate, then saying, I don't want to sound like that. Well, there's some of that, too. Yeah. This is why your brother did it, so you'd mention him on the air. Yeah. And now your brother's later. famous. Where yeah. is he now? In Richmond, Virginia. And he's not tuned <laughs> in? off somewhere giving someone else. Yeah. Probably some albums. Just as thoughtful a gift. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but is it as thoughtful if you've already given it to someone and you're just kind of like I'm saying it might be a different gift. You know? <laughs> yeah. them and... You're right. You're right. I should not have jumped the gun there. Does anyone else have any commentary to add in terms of their music history and what they appreciate about music making? Nope. No one. On to the next. All right. <laughs> so as we mentioned earlier, you have an album coming out. Um, are you self-promoting it, and how long has it been in the making? Uh, we recorded it in. June, um, and yeah, well, we have a um, an indie label called Spectrum Music Group that's allegedly also doing some promotions for it. And uh, but yeah, I mean, we're we're also doing it for doing our own self promotion. I'm gonna um, not touch on that. Yeah, yeah. But um, and so uh, yeah, it's been uh, we gave it to them in the beginning of July, and they set a November release date. So um, yeah, this is sort of our first uh, release that's not completely independent mm -hmm. um but what are y'all doing to promote it regardless of like any other affiliations obviously you have the album release show coming up yeah, um school kids records on november 8th right around the corner a big thing rally. big thing wilson's been doing which seems pretty oh yeah it's the raleigh location yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. definitely important oh, to remember yeah. fair enough fair enough wilson's been getting us on a, a fair few spotify playlists which seems to have helped a lot in terms of monthly listener count oh that yeah does, yeah Spotify, uh, ever since they created like the Spotify artist app or whatever, they've kind of stolen the uh, the race in terms of which streaming service is better for musicians. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Once Apple, we can... Apple Music's uh, made one recently too, but it's... Uh, Have they really? Yeah, it's not as good for sure. And it's like, one thing that's crazy about the The fact Spotify that I'm unaware one, of it is an <laughs> yeah, indicator. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the Spotify one too, it'll like show you yesterday's today. Um, you know, it will only yeah. take one day, whereas I think the Apple one's like got a three day lag or something too. Um, and the Spotify one also, not that we're promoting or sponsoring <laughs> in any way, the Spotify one will also tell you how many people are listening to your music, like time yeah. of access, yeah, which is crazy. both crazy and very addictive. Um, sometimes I don't believe it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am, uh, I follow the career of this Charlotte band called Jail Socks and they like posted a screenshot of um their most recent album um it's not forever and they were like looking at it on the um a spotify artist page and they were like six people are listening right now let's get it to 60 <laughs> yeah. and i was like that would stress me out yeah. like i already draw so much like instant gratification from social media like checking the numbers to see how many people listen to my album overall versus like how many are listening right now yeah Ooh. 
Ooh. Recently too, they recently they just updated the Spotify artist app so that it'll, the mobile one also shows you that. Like previously, it was just the desktop one, Yikes. so now the mobile one, yeah, you can like check anytime and see. Who's like, oh man, if you get like ten thousand more plays, you get like a quarter. <laughs> yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Oh, yeah. That's where they always get you. Like, look at all these of cool quarter, features. Yeah. A, quarter a, qu- of a, quarter. a quarter of a quarter, which would be like. A sixteenth? A hay penny? Yeah. A hay penny. Yeah. <laughs> I like Don't that. know. A couple loonies and toonies. <laughs> hey, I'm Canadian. <laughs> whoa, whoa there. Whoa there, bud. Getting close to making fun of my culture. <laughs> um, anyways, so the album's coming up. You said it's at School Kids Record. How did you go about setting up that show and who else is playing on the bill? Actually it's just us. Um and you know, I just reached out to uh, Chip, I think his name is, and maybe a couple months ago. And uh, just kind of said, hey, we're... So are y'all just going to play the album straight through then? Pretty much, yeah. Hmm. They put a big focus on making sure that you're like promoting something, a record, you know, to sell in their... Yeah, uh, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, they are a record store, so it's got to have some sort of like dual edge. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of like the Spotify stuff, yeah, you only get like a fraction of a penny. So we thought we'd you know, play somewhere where uh, people are encouraged to actually buy the album. You know? Absolutely. I mean, you can set up merch pretty much anywhere, but they're going to pay the door charge and walk like right a, back out. It's like every single uh, album purchase equals about 5 million streams as far as like money. Yeah, true. I never thought of that <laughs> conversion rate, but uh, that is absolutely accurate. Um, when the album comes out, where can people find it? Where will it be available? I mean, we'll, it'll, well, in Raleigh, it'll be at School Kids, and um, you know we'll sell it at our shows, and of course, it'll uh, pretty much any major download or streaming service will have it as well. Uh, do you have social media that people could follow and check y'all out on? We do. Um, pretty much whatever social media slash Thirsty Curses. I mean, Facebook.com slash Thirsty Curses, Twitter. Nice. I think uh, Instagram, we have an underscore, an underscore in between yeah. Thirsty and Curses. But, yeah, but it's still Thirsty Curses, yeah. straight up like that. There's not really any other Thirsty Curses around. So if you find a Thirsty Curses, that's us. That's us. Yeah. It's always uh, really exciting to see what kind of like weird names people will come up with because they've all been done before. That's true. Uh, and if they... Well, except for this one, actually. Except no, for no, this no. one. We, we, we picked the last band name left. <laughs> the <laughs> very last band name. I call it the Swedish metal band principles. Like if... Uh, uh, if you've got a good band name, odds are there are at least five Swedish metal bands on Facebook that have the exact yeah. same name. I was all, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, oh man, I cannot self-promote, but I <laughs> I was, uh, I was I write my own music as well, the name of which I will not disclose because I cannot self-promote. Um, but I was very disappointed to see that there was a Swedish metal band that had the track already. And I'm not Swedish and I don't make metal, but they're out there doing it and they did it first. So... Creds to them, I guess. Yep. <laughs> Live and learn. Live and learn, <laughs> except for when it comes to being thirsty and being cursed. Um, yeah. Those well, names are free. If you're thirsty, it's too Well, not anymore. <laughs> oh, is that a reference? Uh, and one of the lyrics that you sang earlier was that you gave up drinking and stuck to staying indoors. Yeah, that was a little And that's where it came from? Well, I don't know. That that was just, a lot of the songs are just about whatever I happen to be doing <laughs> at a given time. But yeah, at that point, I was sort of off the sauce. And, off uh, the sauce. Can't get lost. But uh, where did the name Thirsty Curses come from? So we, we well, no, I mean, it just sort of. Uh, I mean, it sounds good. It's got the same, like, um, vowel sounds. It's got that ring got to it. Alliteration. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, uh, a lot of our songs are sort of about, you know, struggles with daily life. And we've, uh, I guess it's just kind of, 
Kelly, do you want to? It's a hard thing naming a band because it's never going to come off not contrived, especially as like, you know, you're discussing it between the group and seeing like what level of search engine optimization it has. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We, we, (laughs) it's actually the reason we switched it is because we used to go by a different name that was being uh, uttered a lot by, uh, uh, unpopular politicians, unpopular politicians, uh, as such that will remain nameless, uh, Mm -hmm. to remain neutral. But, um, yeah, the concept uh, made us made us switch up to something a little less uh, instantly recognizable as something crappy. One of the sort of being drawn to to like uh, things that kind of are self destructive. Yes, yeah. there's there's that element to the name, sort of. I suppose. One of these days, I'm waiting for bands to come in and be like, "Yep, we generated it on the internet." Well, that's how Scambino did. Is, really? Yeah, really, he, truly? He punched in uh, Donald Glover into uh, the Wu-Tang name generator in Childish Gambino. Oh, out. yeah, <laughs> I have heard that. I think my Wu-Tang name was something stupid, and I yeah. can't remember it. But uh, for sheer, for sheer um, shards and giggles, uh, <laughs> I had to study that for a second. I just went to bandnamemaker.com <laughs> and uh, some generated band names that you might be interested in using if you out there are a musician yourself is Purple Advice, Flashing Aperture, Lead Mana, and Quest Toxic. I always thought it'd be a Cartwheel good... Farts. Cartwheel Farts. Cartwheel Farts. <laughs> that sounds really bad. Good. Some sort of like Flames of Glory knockoff. I always thought it'd be particularly ballsy to have a band name that was uh, We Are Also the Beatles. so if anyone out there has got the guts i'd go for it we are also the beatles or like you could be like the roaches or something some sort of like take on it anyways we're going to transition right back over to the live set because i believe y'all have a couple more songs for us we're going to do stick with that 343 setup that we have yeah so we're going to do four i do believe so all right so this is the local beat on wknc thirsty curses is in studio promoting their upcoming album keep it locked we're going to be on air for another hour i'm going to give them a couple seconds to transition on over once again this is the local beat with dj beowulf how does it feel to be a hero knc (laughs) you'll never know 88.1 
the first three were too but um this next one is not this is off our last album this one's called exile i want to be a cowboy three four
this one's also off our last record. Uh, it's called Dim Light Cathedral. Oh, 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 oh,
WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh. You already heard it from Audrey the Robot. Now you're hearing it from me, DJ Beowulf. The last three songs, I, correction, the last four songs that you heard were by Thirsty Curses, a local rock band from Raleigh, and they were in order Cold Black Ink, Exile, Dimlit Cathedral, and Tied Up. Um, gentlemen, were all of those songs off of previous albums? They were, I think, the. Uh, for uh, Cold Black Ink. Oh, right. The first one, Cold Black Ink, is off a record we have coming out on November 8th. So it was a little sneak preview is what I'm hearing. Yeah. And then the uh, next two were off our last record, and then the last one was off the first one. For reference, and for those who are just tuning in, the previous record prior to their upcoming self-titled album, once again, the band is called Thirsty Curses, and their album will be, in fact, called Thirsty Curses. The previous album was all shook up, and uh, while I was doing some digging behind the scenes... Uh, on their their website, thirstycurses.com, received um, incredible uh, critical acclaim from various press points who reviewed the album. Also, quick side note before we get into the professional stuff of praising that album or whatever, hilarious photo of Phil as the wallpaper for that website. It's uh, the four of you like looking down and you're all very, very serious. And Phil is very clearly not taking anything seriously at all. And it's... (laughs) As such is his way. It's hilarious. And I really, really like it. Um, uh wilson and clay definitely look like they're ready to fight though which is funny and you look entirely different kelly do i uh you have no hair on your face or head that's likely not me (laughs) are you sure are you sure He has, he has hair on his head. He's got hair just... on my head. There's, there's hair. But there. it looks shorter than what you've got now. It is certainly. I'm actually wearing a hat right now because I'm growing my hair out and I'm in the probably close to mullet stage. Um, mullets are back in right now though, so not embrace story. it. <sighs> not, not you. No. You don't want it. No. Um, <laughs> I spent some time over in uh, Russia where the mullet is very in. And I def- really? I definitely rocked the mullet for a summer just just to be hip. I've seen pictures. This is a, a very corny personal story, but prior to when my boyfriend and I were dating, I mean, we're still dating, but before we were dating, I interviewed his band on the local beat. Um, and now that we're connected, I cannot promote him either. But <laughs> but uh, I was interviewing them, and I was like, oh, who are you? Like, what do you bring to the band or whatever? And after he introduced himself, and I was like, and you're the professional mullet, aren't you? Because he had a mullet at the time. <laughs> and uh, so you know what? The mullet is in right now. I can confirm the ladies love it. Fair enough. I probably should just own it. You yeah. should just own it. Plus his hat's still- Lose the hat, bro. <laughs> Every band needs a professional mullet. Whether that's your title or your actuality, um, you got you to gotta own up to it. 
Anyways, back to being professional and not goofing around about mullets and my boyfriend. <laughs> Y'all are the thirsty curses, and I was snooping on your website. So the album before this, uh, All Shook Up, received tons of good reviews. Your press page uh, required me to scroll several times before I finished reading all of those uh, praises of your name. Um, how did you How did you get your name out there? How did you get so many publications to recognize y'all? Uh you know, it's a numbers game. I just sent it to a lot. A yeah. Lot of, uh, you know, BCC everyone in the same email. Actually, no. I mean, I. Uh, oh, you did it the right way. In, I did. Email I, them individually. I tried to email yeah, everyone. If, you, if, you, if it says hi Tom or whatever, you know, whoever they are, they, yeah, they feel like they're more likely to read it than if it's just like that makes what sense, up, dude. So, to whom in the record industry it may concern? To yeah. whom in the music? <laughs> and, so I'm uh, as general manager of WKNC. I get a bunch of those emails, um, particularly for people who are trying to like get more listeners, like improve your broadcasting or something like that. And uh, this one newsletter is very clearly going to all of the general managers because it starts with hello general. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I open it, I just salute and I'm like, oh. That's good. hello. Carry on soldier. <laughs> it's very funny to me. Hello general. Um, go to the general and save some time. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Um, and so all these, all these publications just like took your album and they were like, okay, sick or. Yeah, I guess so. For the most part there was uh yeah. Well, uh, didn't we get one review back from somebody who didn't want to promote what we were doing? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have this one song off the, uh, that last record, um, called today's kids are not rockers. It's kind of like poking fun at dubstep stuff and things mm -hmm. like that. But, um, there was this publication called raw. And y'all are some geezers. Except Phil. They're right. <laughs> I'm the oldest one. What are you talking about? That's the joke. Oh, okay. No, but there was this publication all. called Raw Meat that wrote back that said, uh, <laughs> we don't, and it was because they're, I don't know, they, they oh. wrote back that there was like a line of, uh, Kids yeah, you, if you have it open. Yep. Yeah, raw meat on All Shook Up. We think a record that implies wearing condoms isn't rock and roll might not be the right fit for us. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's like out of all, yeah, why would you guys not be the ones? <laughs> raw <laughs> meat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. We thought that was just so like I we're just, pointing at the left field and just yeah. knocking So it I did apart. screenshot that email and that's left, hilarious. left it as a uh, press posting, you know, because that's, that's pretty good. That's very funny and I like that a lot. Raw meat. I didn't yeah. even put that together and I was definitely skimming yeah well so are we I can't blame you <laughs> <laughs> anyways moving on to um what y'all are doing as opposed to what the publications are doing i'm so sorry that i keep burping into the microphone the entire wknc audience and all of cup of joe is suffering hearing me make these awful sounds didn't even notice. <laughs> Didn't even notice. <laughs> no, it's rock and roll, kids. It's yeah. one rock of my favorite things okay. to think about: um, the fact that I subject Cup of Joe listeners, Cup of Joe, one cup of Joe, um, to terrible things all the time. They they play our music twenty four seven, and they listen to all of the shenanigans that I put on air. So yeah. I thoroughly cups. enjoy it. But now they're having a lot of fun listening to Thirsty Curses. So, so they're so, so glad. Much. Anyways, one of the songs that you played in this last round was Dimlit Cathedral, for which you have a music video. Um, and the question that I was going to ask was why you chose a Russian cartoon, um, and if you'd be willing to describe a little bit for the audience uh, so that they don't have to um, text and drive, looking up the music video and do it in the car. But um, Yeah, it's this old Soviet cartoon that I lifted in part because it, you know, there's... Uh, to my knowledge, there's no copyright of like old Soviet. I mean, uh, if it's if it's owned by everyone, as is communism, right, then there so. can't be a copyright. It's true. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd actually uh, studied Russian for a while, so... Which explains why you were in Russia. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just kind of was uh, looking for things to sort of, uh, yeah, potentially turn into a music video. I was like, you know what, this could work. And I kind of cut it up, like, completely out of context in which it's originally presented. Oh, so it's like a story prior? Yeah, yeah, it's like a half hour long cartoon. Um, it's kind of crazy to look at. I'm it's like pretty skipping. unsettling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, My, it looks like an old Hanna Barbera cartoon to me. A little bit yeah. to a degree. I actually interviewed um, another local band about a week ago that had super cut like some old Scooby Doo scenes and like yeah. added a filter over it so the colors were different. Um, and it's it's similar in a way, but it reminds me more of that old Cartoon Network show Chowder. Um, Okay, so the age difference is truly showing because that was like for me. Um, but the reason I bring that up is because at 1.46 in the music video, there's this heinous scarecrow man that is all body and no head and then just a hat. Um, right, that's everyone piled into the scare. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. They, if you play on, all the other animals are inside. Nice. The coat. But there's what looks like drywall as the background, and the whole concept of chowder was that um, the characters would move, but the background would stay the same. Mm. It was as if like uh, their clothes were just a cutout of the background, so you could like see it. You know, it would just be like paisley in the background. But that's what it kind of looks like to me. And also, perhaps Wilson, you may appreciate this. Um, the little guitar player in the corner is very reminiscent of the Beatles' uh, Yellow Submarine movie style. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so company. I'm super into that for sure. It's really cute, and the color work is amazing. It's semi-Looney Tunes, semi-Hanna-Barbera, just some Russian fever dream. It's it's awesome, but why did you choose this one specifically? Well, partly because the main character is a blonde guy like myself. That works. Uh, he does kind of have that shaggy hair. Um. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't. It was I was able to make it work. I was just kind of messing around with. Uh, I guess I'd been wanting to enlist a uh, someone to do animation for a video, but you know, it's pretty expensive to get someone to do that. And I was oh, like, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. I wish there was some um, awesome story about why I chose that one, other than um, it looks good. Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of I found it and it worked, and I was as I started playing around with cutting it up i was like oh, i can make this actually like work in the context of our song and not just nice. lift it so nice yeah i think i'm like i'm skipping around and i think my favorite scene that i've found so far is my favorite screen cap is these three people none of them wearing shirts all with green armpit hair i like oh, that yeah, a lot yeah, the townsfolk yes uh, i think you all should do a photo shoot and recreate that oof. Christmas cards, man. Christmas cards, We've that is my suggestion. We've talked about doing a shot-for-shot shot remake of this animated video. Yeah, but that would require that. a lot of acrobatics. That, you know. I love it. I truly do. You would need a ton of volunteers to play all the different animals, though. Yeah, um, but you also have a bunch of other videos on your YouTube channel, including some live performances. Are those things that you film yourselves, or do you ask a third party to do it? Uh, hope. We just recently started utilizing a guy who was kind of showing up to shows uh, and photographing them anyway. Yeah. Out of sheer curiosity, what's his name? His name is um, Roth Gray. Roth Gray. He's a good dude. I knew that. I literally knew that. Yeah? yeah. I did. Um, and I knew that because um, I used to date the... I used to date the drummer of this band that y'all have played with, the Stranded Bandits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. and he photographs for them as well. He sure and does. We're, I'm still, like, good friends with all of them. Um, but, uh, no, I've met Roth because of that, and I was like, hmm, 
Mm. Yeah, no, he came to. Uh, <laughs> He's into that genre. He was in, yeah, we played was, with him the other night. Yeah, yeah we we played with the Stranded Bandits. You did in fact play with them the other night. Yeah, and that's where we met uh, Roth, and he was super, yeah. super into our music, and has come to a come come to another show since then. I think. Yeah, yeah, else. yeah. Really cool guy. Really cool people. I was invited to that show, but I'm not 21, so <laughs> you'll never see me at Slims or Neptunes or any of those other places. And if you do, I'm the merch girl. <laughs> right, right. We, we won't tell if we do see you. <laughs> me and my water right. we actually just played at the poorhouse not too long ago was it with uh, uh flip turn flip turn and two of their bands who like uh, two of their fans who couldn't have been more than like 19 years old like we're trying to get in right as i was loading in and the uh dude was like i'm sorry guys we can't let you in yeah yeah, yeah. the poorhouse is real strict on it they for are. good reason yeah and absolutely but the uh good thing that they uh it was about the most adorable thing I'd ever seen. They were just, they spent the entire show uh, listening from across the street. Oh, it's like, it was pretty that's some dedi- dedication. It is some dedication right there. That's so cute. Yeah. You would have think that they could have just like handcuffed them and been like, don't move from this spot. Yeah. Listen to the set and get out. Just something like that. I once watched Wilco from a parking deck like across the street. That's sick. That's the best way to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I went to Hopscotch this year and watched Strange Ranger from outside of Slams because even yeah. for Hopscotch, they're 21 plus because they're always a bar. Definitely makes sense, but I stood outside and twiddled my thumbs. <laughs> and now WKNC is presenting Strange Ranger in about a month, so That's oh, how the tides have turned. <laughs> you cannot get rid of me now. Anyways, back to the Thirsty Curses. Um, you also have a music video for Exile, which is y'all in the music video as opposed to a cut-up cartoon. So I'm sure there's a lot more of a story behind that, and uh, the creation process might be more of something that you can discuss. So. Yeah, I mean, there was some turnover. Uh, Clay was actually not in the band at that time, he, but he he actually filmed that. Um, but we were. Uh, I like the dog in the beginning. Yeah, we. That's actually in Richmond. Uh, Clay and I are originally from Richmond. Virginia. Shout out to your brother. That's right, and uh, we shot that at Belle Isle, which is a spot in Richmond. It's on the river and stuff. We basically had uh, played a show there the night before at Cary Street Cafe and. We had that all shook up was coming out soon, so we just kind of got together and drank a bunch of beer on the island all day and filmed it. And is your brother in the video? No, he's not. To no? my knowledge, maybe he's, maybe, <laughs> maybe he video bombed it. There's just know. some other like guy with long blonde hair. Oh, uh, that's, that's Corey. Is yeah. sitting in the front. And he's missing a tooth. That's the that's the guy. That's yeah. the guy. Okay. Not that missing a tooth means he's your brother. I just saw a similar haircut and style, and I was like, oh, Richmond, no, maybe my, that's his brother. My brother and I actually look like nothing alike. You would never, you would never ever guess that we're related. That's very funny. But why did you choose this, this setting and concept for this music video? Um, I guess just Belle Isle has been a place that I've hung out like a good deal of my life. Like it's when high school, it's where we always used to go to like drink beers and stuff like that. And um, full circle, drinking beers then, drinking beers now. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a, it's a, it's a scenic place that we thought we'd get some good shots out of. And uh, definitely did for sure. Spend a day shooting a video. Yeah, and also just sort of uh, being from Richmond, I thought we could uh, uh, enlist a bunch of people there. We we know a bunch of freaky people in Richmond, so we Mm -hmm. let's try to let's try to get all them on the island and we'll. We'll make a day of it. And one of the biggest problems you run into when trying to shoot a music video is just sheer location anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Like a place that where you can film something where you're not going to get arrested or if you are, <laughs> you're going to have some lead time to run away. Yeah. Probably, or yeah. at the very least, not have like pedestrians in the background. Well, right. Yeah, fair enough. And we also did a music video for our song, Holy Moly, that we uh, 
we at the time Kelly's brother was working at a at a bar. What's that? The outpost. Yeah, outpost, down in Morse yeah. Square. So we uh, we were able to uh, basically use the bar for the better half of the day. Ah, uh, yes, I see that video. You also have neon sign and old what's her name. Oh yeah, that's that's a live take. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is a, a thirty nine second video. Yeah, yeah, that's that's from the comedy set. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to the uh, the music video on Belle Isle, one of my favorite things about this video is aside from just how like simple and representative it is of y'all, um, the the scenery was this taken in like early fall or winter? It was Easter it was week. A, it was April 1st. It was April 1st, yeah. Interesting. 2018, I think, yeah. Because, and I'm not trying to, ins- like, insult your, like, childhood, like, memory location or anything, um, but it's... it's <laughs> a lot of the memories. <laughs> it's, it's got it's, a lot of nature, but it's a little desolate at the same time. It's semi-devoid it of color. A, yeah. It's a prison camp island in the Civil War. Yeah. So, uh, Very interesting. Yeah, I can see the building in the background. Scenery. Yeah, there's an old building called the Pump House that has been... Out of, out of service for like. I don't like, like that name, the Pump something. House. Yeah. But uh, I don't like raw meat either. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I didn't name these things. So. <laughs> what, what I was going to bring up is that all of y'all are wearing like bright colors. Your guitars are uh, bright colors and things, and it really stands out against the background, um, which is a very cool contrast if you think about like spending your younger days here and then fleshing out and becoming your own person and an adult and like coming back, but like standing out from what was that once like. Fading into gray memory. Yeah. Yes, we put that much thought into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Most definitely. And I'm not just Go trying to compliment y'all for promotional sake. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's a fun video, though. It is fun. And for anyone who may be interested in uh, looking up these things that we're referencing, the Thirsty Curses YouTube account is Thirsty Curses. Um, and then a featured channel is also Wilson Getchell, <laughs> this account. There's some other stuff there, yeah. Some other stuff. In fact, while I was uh, while I was Googling y'all behind the scenes, I found Wilson's personal music website, um, and it comes up when you search Thirsty Curses, but when you click on it, it says you are forbidden from entering this page uh, from this domain. I think it's because I haven't paid the bill. <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense. That, yeah. yeah. There's nothing more... Do- punk rock than defaulting on your loan payment yeah. yeah oh yeah not wearing condoms defaulting on your loan payment uh wknc endorses those things yeah. i'm just kidding you're not getting this kind of program at the other college radio station oh no 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 don't wear condoms kids <laughs> truly just destroy your body for the art right. and then the last social media account that i was perusing while y'all were playing music was your facebook account you have several videos of First of all, um, uh, a weird old Christmas music video, <laughs> and then uh, several videos of Wilson just playing guitar. Is this where you put your demos? If someone were interested in like checking out uh, what was then and is now music, um, like what do you contain here? Yeah, I mean sometimes I'll just on a whim throw stuff up there. Like I think there's a me doing a John Prine cover. Or yep, something. that's the one that I'm looking at. Uh, but yeah, I mean the uh, the music videos up there too, and then. On Facebook and on the Instagram, sometimes we just throw stuff up that's kind of like in the works, like particularly on like Instagram stories. I'll throw up a lot of things that are sort of works in progress. Yeah, it's always nice to get that like instant feedback as you're like doing the creative process. Yeah, yeah. Just make sure you're on the right track. Oh, yeah. Social media, once again, just referencing that instant gratification we were talking about for that uh, Spotify artist account. And last but not least, before we transition back on over into the last couple songs that y'all were going to do, um, 
you have a couple covers on your Facebook. Do any of them make it into your set list that you play today? I know a couple artists, uh, not even in the local scene, but in general, just have a cover here or there that's near and dear to their hearts and they play it all the time. And this isn't because they have not enough music. It's just because you really like the song. Do you all have any of those and do you still play them? Yeah, we do uh, End of the World as We Know It, R.E.M. song. Nice. We've been doing that for a while. We kind of... Seems timely these days. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, we kind of have, uh, we started off real slow, like it's almost like a country western one, and then we, mm. then we uh, jump into uh, punk rock speed. Uh, we also do like a cover of Valerie. Um, By Amy Winehouse? Mm-hmm. Yeah, although it's a cover of someone else, I think. That she, yeah, yeah, she, she covered, covered it, right? Yeah. 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 There was a while there where we were doing, uh, was it, which... Which Kesha song were we doing? Nice. <laughs> yeah. Not, I don't even care uh, which one it is. That is which sick. Which one was it? I feel the uh, heartbeat to the beat of the drum. Boom, boom. Heartbeat, yeah. yeah. Die Young. Die Young, whatever. Die Young, yeah. That's we hilarious. Done, we haven't done that one in a while. Did we you also... do it like in the style of yourself? Kind of, yeah. yeah kind of. Yeah. No, that was, uh, we, we occasionally build up uh, pretty large sets and go up to like uh, Charlottesville where there's a really intense uh, venue there, Coops, where like we've never played for less than like, people uh in like in a very confined area and they usually go pretty pretty intense for the kesha they go bonkers yeah. <laughs> bonkers we also do um be my baby by the ronettes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that one's sort of been in the in the set for a while th- i'd say that those are about it though those that's are about our four or five we've tried to play around with a couple we did uh, um all my loving by the beatles for oh, a yeah. while nice um, yeah but it's it's all like whenever you're doing a cover it's it's Depending on what you're going for, you got to walk a fine line between paying tribute to the music itself, also at the same time putting your own spin on it. Mm-hmm. And for uh, uh, the end of the world, as we know, we I think we do a particularly good job of walking that line. Yeah, we do. Um, I was going to switch on over back to the last couple songs we were going to do with the live set, but listening to that inspired a couple more questions that I have for you. Um, walking the fine line of inspired being inspired by someone else's music and then having your own spin on those things also made me think of walking the fine line of being part of a genre and then pushing its boundaries how would you describe yourself genre wise and then what would you say is your ffo or for those who are unaware of terminology in the music industry for fans of yeah i mean excuse me um genre wise it is kind of hard to say i mean we kind of go between genre isn't real anyways like there's um there's like some punk undertones and some alt country sort of stuff and um uh some some blues in there some too but um i'd say as far as like sugar yeah, spice bands, everything nice just yeah, a little bit of i kind of tell people uh deer tick uh the hold steady jeff rosenstock for bomb the music industry but those are kind of uh yeah bands i think that we're similar to in sound yeah it's always really hard i mean you know i don't know if this is self-aggrandizing but it's just like whenever people ask me like hey what do you guys sound like i'm just like the better oh qu- man the better question is what we don't i guess That's yeah a, i mean a, we really do hop a lot of genres yeah. like through throughout um so i mean we uh and it's more so than most bands i'm aware of i don't know we just uh kind of we play whatever we've got to play as far as what's written and what sounds good and we don't one, get pigeonholed. I one know. review called y'all's uh, sound schizophrenic in its term, in its it's variety. It's not a bad way of describing yeah, it. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's kind of accurate. Yeah. <laughs> also, while skimming all of these presses, they none, none of them seem to like align in like what you sound like. Like Yes Weekly said, rock and roll with a boisterous beer-swilling edge. 
um, whereas dying scene said schizophrenic. However, if you scroll on down to uh, Radio Free Lightning blog, it says cheeky, bouncy, indie pop that doesn't take itself so goddamn seriously. <laughs> yes, I can say that word on air. Oh, oh nice. We can blaspheme? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, there's a local band called Goddamn Wolves, and I truly love having them on air because I'll be like, you're listening to Goddamn Wolves. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun for me. One of the best parts about making music when you're like, trying to do something at least somewhat new is like seeing what other people bring to it when they listen back. And like, so those reviews um, are always really great because, you know, it's for the same reason you don't want to describe the meaning of a song to somebody, you know, for the sake of not, you know, infecting their mind with what they can maybe get from themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, They come back. Usually people come back with a fairly eclectic mix of what it is that we actually sound like. And it's, it's kind of gratifying that in that sense. I truly don't think I'm going to run out of questions. So I'm going to, I'm going to cut down to two at this point. Um, I've got one that I always save and ask every artist for. And Wilson said that he's listened to the local beat in the, in the past. So he may know exactly which one I'm going for, but the other one would be, do you have any particularly uh, interesting fan or audience interactions that happen to stick in your head? There's or, What's the weirdest commentary you've gotten? There was one circuit. We'd like that one venue that I was alluding to earlier, uh, Coops. We played there a few times. Um, and it's when we're, when you're playing on this level, any, any sort of recognition that uh, you've uh, affected somebody in some way is great. And this one time, uh, the second time I think that we went down and played the these, guys with the t-shirt. these like two or three kids that like probably were undergrads uh, over there at the, uh, UVA yeah. came running up, you know, saying like punk rock ruined my life. Punk rock ruined my life. That's one of the ruined songs we their life. Well, it's one of the songs that Wilson wrote and it's, you know, it's a particularly uh, tongue in cheek and a great song, but like the fact Is that, that the don't wear a condom one. No, no, totally no, different no. song about ruining your life. <laughs> <laughs> Ruin song. your life. Have a child. It's a song extolling the virtues of the Eagles and playing sports, uh, yeah. or at least the, what would, would have been more preferable than, uh, going down the punk rock path. But, uh, just them running up. It sounds like a, a knockoff of, um, uh, not a surf's popular. <laughs> yeah, it's probably more tongue in cheek even than that one. <laughs> but just like having them run up from like it looked like they were coming from almost a football field away, you know, just very excited uh, and you know, a very very enthusiastic about hearing that one song that we hadn't played in the better part of like a year was I don't know. Yeah, it was. It was, it was they remembered great. it. Yeah, that's really they, cute. Yeah, yeah, they were adorable. Um, yeah, one time we were playing. Uh, Valerie at like this biker bar in Apex and some guy uh, rolled in with some bongos wanting to play with us and you know we were kind of like oh my god this yeah, is going to go terrible but then he was awesome <laughs> that's sick it that's really good because you, yeah, you'll get people who like will walk on stage and be like I'm going to play a piano for a bit and it's yeah, just like we're terrible. doing a show yeah. this guy was just like can I jump in and we're like I guess we're like the stakes here are not that high uh, and yeah. then he just rolled yeah there's a great video of like yeah of us like laughing hysterically because we just were so taken aback that he was like killing it on the bongo <laughs> Like, do you want to be in the band? Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you, let's go on a tour, Bongo Man. We're, we're between Bongo players, yeah. <laughs> so you know. Are we we happen to be uh, in, on the hunt for your Bongo player. <laughs> we're always on, on the, the market. For good Never bongo not player. looking for it. Yeah. Never yeah. not looking for a good Bongo player. Um, oh God, my dad bought me a pair of Bongos for Christmas one year um, yeah. for no reason other yeah. than he was like, "You need more musical instruments. Here's some Bongos." Nobody ever asks for bongos. <laughs> <laughs> they appear. It's the bongos that come to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the very last question that I have for y'all before we transition into the last couple songs. 
songs that you have to do is, and I ask this every time um, I talk to artists due to the fact that I want to see what kind of stuff inspires them and what they, where their head's at for like the future of their band. So if you could design a lineup with yourself on the lineup with any other bands, let's say two to three of your choice, past or present, who would they be? You can answer individually or you can answer as a collective. I will not sing the Jeopardy theme song while we wait in silence. Wow. I lied. I will. <laughs> I, I mean, I would. <laughs> I would say the. Uh, I would like to. Can I chime in, Alex? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're not done. It's not your time. <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, how about old 97s, Dear Tick and Jeff Rosenstock? That's a good choice. Yeah. Anyone else have anything else to add to that? There's a great. Uh, band out of LA called Dead Sarah that would be an awesome band to jump on with and uh no I mean Gaslight Anthem is always a big one for me as well Clay and Phil man I got nothing <laughs> are there any just us just, just, just the, us. the thirsty curses right. for like three hours I mean I'm, no I, I want to play time. with all you know all I the did bands see a video on your Facebook kid, you know right yeah. yeah sometimes we have we do play for <laughs> yeah, I saw this video. You were like, uh, two hours just isn't enough jam session." Oh, yeah. <laughs> the back of the band. Hashtag jam session. Oh, God, yeah. Are y'all a jam band? No, no. no. <laughs> we write our music. Yeah. yeah. Weird. <laughs> uh, okay, I have to ask one more question. Um, design a lineup considering only your local favorites. I'm sure you've played out and around long enough now that you've got a good idea of who in the area is aligned with y'all or that you think is cool and is accessible to your genre of orientation uh, solar bear yeah solar, solar bear. bears yeah a lot of fun i really like sportsmanship sportsmanship um, mm-hmm. course, i like to ask uh, this question should i learn more local bands to go check out later and invite onto the show yeah. i mean arson daily is really arson daily is very cool we've got tickets of theirs to give away actually oh nice i always want to play with don't forget car crash star or spaceship day <laughs> car crash star very cool um, uh i always want to play with snake and the pliskins but we never got around to it yet yeah. Um, Are they still around? I think so. Hmm. You could throw it back to some like classic '90s local music and go for like Polvo or yeah, something. Archers of Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like the Love Language, even though they're still active. All right. Yeah, they played Hopscotch last year, and they just released a single this year, I think. But anyways, now we're just name dropping. Yeah. Right. This is all about thirsty curses and no one else. Only thirsty curses, and I believe y'all have three more songs to share with us. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're we gonna also do... gonna play like a song from the record. Yes, sir. We can do that. Three more to do live. Got a couple more things to talk about at the end. We'll play some songs from the upcoming record, and then we are done. I'm gonna give y'all uh, like 45 seconds to transition over. This is WKNC 88.1, a remake of the local beat with DJ Beowulf. And that marks the end of the session with the thirsty, I apologize, just thirsty curses um, on WKNC's The Local Beat. I've truly appreciated having them on and it's been a lot of fun. We are going to be streaming a couple songs off their upcoming record so you can hear the recorded mixes and mastered final versions. Um, And so if the band would like to just go ahead and introduce once again when the album's coming out, where they can find it where to connect with y'all on social media, where the album release show will be, and who you are one more time. Sure, sure. Yeah, the record uh, is coming out on Friday, November 8th. Uh, it's Thirsty Curses, self-titled. Uh, it'll be available on you know all major streaming and download sites. Uh, we're doing a record release show at School Kids Records in Raleigh. Please on, come out, yeah. 
yeah, please come out. And that's please come on, out. Um, Friday, November 8th as well. I think 7 p.m. or so. Um, if they yes. forget this information, where can they find it? AKA, ah, where's yes. your social media? Yeah, yeah. Facebook.com slash thirstycurses. We have a website, www.thirstycurses.com. Fairly active on Instagram. Yeah, pretty active on Instagram. Uh, I think we're just thirsty underscore curses there. Um, yeah, what, what else do we got? Um, There's obviously the website. I said um, that. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Spotify. Um, yeah, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music, Apple Music all that jazz, Bandcamp, whatever. Uh, I don't think we're on Title. I always ask. We actually, on title. we actually are. Are we really? Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. What about SoundCloud? Uh, yeah, we have a couple. I think our first two records. Nice. Incredible. Well. Covering all the bases. Yeah, pretty much wherever there's, wherever you like to stream or download music, we're there. So. Well, thank you again so much for coming yeah, on the session today. Us. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it has been a lot of fun. For those who are listening, um, you can obviously check out their album in just a little bit over a week. It's not this Friday, but the following Friday. And then this podcast will be out in the next couple of days. So you can listen to it again and again and again. And essentially get the music early. Yeah. Can I can I do a shout out to some people who are listening? I don't care, say, sure. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Hey, I want to say hi to Ashley. Uh, my mom, I think, is listening. Uh, Aunt Muggy. And uh, Aunt Muggy, good old Aunt, Aunt, Aunt Muggy, my my favorite aunt. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you to uh, Phil's affiliates, affiliates, yeah. <laughs> affiliates, <laughs> and <laughs> and everyone who listens to WKNC. Uh, the local beat will not be running this weekend, but we'll be back the following weekend. So once again, thank you to them. Thank you to the Thirsty Curses. Keep it locked. We're going to be streaming a couple more songs from the album before we finish up entirely. This is the end of the interview and live segment, though, so you don't have to listen to us say dumb stuff anymore. Dumb stuff. <laughs> we love you. Dumb stuff anymore. Happy birthday, Billy. Happy birthday, Billy. Oh, yeah, happy birthday. All right, this is Racing through the days Could use some time to think Not much left to lose Not much left to break Time keeps running on its own There's nowhere safe that we can go Nowhere to shut it off And catch our breaths and
Jesus Christ.